What's happening, everybody? On today's show, what is Tommy Reese going to bring to the Alabama offense? And what will Kevin Steele bring to the Alabama defense? That's right, he's back in the SEC. Also, several Gamecocks get suspended. Auburn picks up a big-time recruit. Tennessee-Auburn hoops setting back the sport several decades. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Lockdown SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, helping you hire qualified candidates more efficiently and matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals this year. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked on SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at lockedonsec.com. All right, big news of the day. Uh, really, last uh, several days, we have Tommy Reese being hired as the offensive coordinator at Alabama to replace Bill O'Brien. And then the news came out uh, late Sunday or uh, on Sunday evening that Kevin Steele, has been named the new uh, Alabama defensive coordinator and uh, still coached four separate SEC schools in various capacities. He takes over, takes over for Pete Golding, who uh, is now the Ole Miss D.C., but uh, still, of course, connections to coach at Tennessee, coached at Alabama before, coached at LSU, coached at Auburn, and now he is back at Alabama. And we'll bring all this up to uh, say – uh, our interview that we taped with Jimmy Stein, co-host of Locked on Bama and BamaInsider.com. Uh, we taped the interview with him literally moments before the Kevin Steele news came out. So we're going to throw to our interview where we got his thoughts on Tommy Reese as the OC and the possibility of Kevin Steele as the Bama DC. Now, again, news came out right after we taped this interview that Kevin Steele is indeed being hired as the new Bama DC. But without further ado, let's throw it to our interview with uh, Jimmy Stein, co-host of Locked on Bama. Let's jump right into it. Joining us now on the phone lines is our buddy Jimmy Stein. He is the co-host of Locked on Bama. He writes for Bama Insider, has been doing this for a long time, and uh, nobody better to talk about Bama hiring uh, some new coordinators than Jimmy Stein. Jimmy, welcome in, man. How are you? Oh, doing great. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. So this has been a, an interesting offseason for uh, for Alabama. Let's just go back to the news a couple days ago where the news uh, comes out that uh, Tommy Reese, they've, they're interviewing him, they're interested in him, and then it comes out that Tommy Reese is indeed the new OC at Alabama. Uh, is this a good thing for Bama? Should Bama fans be a little skeptical based on the numbers, or where are you on the on this hiring? Uh, probably all of that's true to some extent, but you know, this is one of the few times that Nick Saban gave a little bit of a clue a couple of months ago what he might be looking for after Bill O'Brien, after Bryce Young. Bill O'Brien was actually at Alabama on a two-year contract that expired, uh, I believe, sometime in February. Uh, there had been no talk of renewing it, I think mostly on O'Brien's end. Uh, I, I think he just had a solid preference for the NFL. So Alabama saw this coming. Nick Saban saw it coming that they would be hiring a new O.C., uh, as soon as, uh, you know, the, the recruiting was over for this past season. And he said on his coach's show back in maybe mid-November that he envisioned Alabama's offense post-Bryce being possibly running the ball more, 
more true RPOs. As you know, Bryce Young, he, he didn't really use his legs very much. He's a great athlete. He's capable of it, but he didn't like to run. Then he got hurt. Uh, there was ab- absolutely zero designed runs that were called by Bill O'Brien uh, during Bryce's two years as a starter. Well, Nick Saban would sort of like to get back to maybe the quarterback being a, a really good athlete. We saw that with Tua Tungavailoa. We saw it with Jalen Hurts. Uh, the quarterback just being a weapon in the run game and, uh, and, and running the ball more and being a more physical offense. Nick Saban said these things on his coach's show last November, and by hiring Tommy Reese, uh, shows that Nick Saban was serious about that and was giving us clues all along in terms of what he was looking for because one thing about Tommy Reese at Notre Dame, uh, they ran the ball. There, there were a lot of RPOs. Uh, there, there was just a commitment to being physical on offense. I think that's what Nick Saban wanted, and, and that's what he's getting with, uh, with Tommy. I, I hear what you're saying, um, Jimmy, and, and, I, and I appreciate it, and I think a lot of Bama fans kind of feel like, you know, trust in Saban, right? I mean, the, the guy has earned your, um, you know, benefit of the doubt, you know what I mean? So I understand the fans who always trust in Saban and what he says. But that said, I mean, when you look at Notre Dame's numbers last year, you know, they ranked 43 and 34 nationally in uh, a couple of the offensive statistics, number 45 nationally in yards per play. Um, you know, it's good, not great. When you look at what Bill O'Brien did, I mean, a lot of fans doubted and questioned, like you said, the, the app to not run the ball when they should have. But they did have top six offenses when he was there. So is this maybe right. w- hoping, you know, for a better thing and, and almost like a be careful what you wish for? It, it could be. And, and really what I expect, this is just, you know, long-term projection, long-term prediction. I think in the end, Chris, I think Alabama might be a little less explosive, a little more ball control, and admittedly fewer points. I mean, Bill O'Brien, only Ohio State scored more points than Alabama during the Bill O'Brien era. I mean, only Ohio State, Alabama was the second highest scoring team in college football over two seasons, uh, even though Bryce Young played so much of his junior season injured. But I, I think with Tommy Reese, there might be fewer points. It might be a little less explosive, but it also might be more effective. Alabama's defense tumbled uh, during the, during these years, the Sark years, the Bill O'Brien years. Alabama was scoring points to the roof, and the defense fell from annually being in the top three to barely being in the top 20. I think by utilizing more of a ball control offense, running the ball a little more, you're going to be doing the defense some favors. Maybe you haven't done the defense since about 2017, and it all should come together potentially to create a better football team, uh, a tougher team, a team that's tougher on offense, a team that's tougher on defense. I think that's the overall idea here is that by making the offense tougher, you're going to make the team tougher and better suited to win these big games that Alabama's been maybe one play short on for a couple seasons. Yeah, I think my favorite stat from this year was Bryce Young never left the field with his team trailing this year. That, that you know, every time he yep. le- at the end of a game, he would he got the team the lead. If they lost, it was on the defense. Um, That's right. It, it is interesting. Uh, Tommy Reese is only thirty. It, it got me thinking back to mm-hmm. you know when he hired Young Lane Kiffin. Well, Young Lane Kiffin was still in his late thirties at the time when when he came right. to Bama. So this is very young. And I've been reading some things and and kind of saying, look, with these young quarterbacks, this is a guy who can maybe relate 
to these guys more. Ty Simpson and Jalen Milrow, we expect a full blown-out quarterback battle throughout the spring, and don't want to discount the two incoming freshmen either, but it feels like it'll be Simpson or Milrow. Which one maybe suits Reese's offense a little bit more, or do we have to wait and see? That's super interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, one year ago at Notre Dame, uh, and of course I don't know the Notre Dame situation like I would know Alabama's, but it appeared from, from the outside there was a competition throughout the summer and the fall for starting quarterback at Notre Dame. They had an, a, an athletic kid who seemed to be run first that needed to be developed as a passer in Tyler Buckner. And that sounds a little bit like Jalen Milrow at Alabama. They also had a, a second quarterback who was a thrower. He's a passer first that seemed ideally suited for a spread offense that's a throw-it-throw-it-throw-it kid that could throw it from the pocket or maybe roll him out, run some RPOs with him because he's an athletic kid. Uh, At Notre Dame, that guy was Drew Pine. At Alabama, a guy that fits that description is Ty Simpson. And what's uh, interesting is at Notre Dame, Tommy Reese and Marcus Freeman went with Tyler Buckner. Uh, Now, does that mean that Jalen Milrow is going to be the guy for Tommy Reese? I don't think so at all. I think that's more anecdotal than anything. But it is interesting that in their quarterback battle a year ago, Tommy Reese and, and of course, his head coach sided with the more athletic run-first quarterback. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be fun to see as that battle goes and, and who earns that spot. And, um, you know, again, it will probably go through into the summer before we find out who that guy is. We, we now know who the OC is, Jimmy. Still waiting on the DC as of this recording. And I wanted to get your thoughts. Uh, an old name has surfaced once again. You know, Jeremy Pruitt's name popped up. And then a couple days ago we heard, well, maybe – you know, Greg Sankey and the SEC wouldn't be so keen to bring him back so soon after what went down at Tennessee. But Kevin Steele, I feel like he has coached at every team in the in the Southeastern Conference over the years, <laughs> but his name has been back in the mix. So what are you hearing about Kevin Steele as a possibility? And if not him, who are the other candidates at this point? Well, the Kevin Steele hire, if it happens, and, and, and I would, you know, I'm, I'm going to call it likely at this point. I think that's likely what, what is to happen. Uh, it, it makes so much sense based on all the other Saban defensive coordinator hires since he's been at Alabama. Nick Saban runs a little bit of a unique defense. He's ran it his whole career. This is the same defense he's running that, that's been run at Alabama that he ran with the Dolphins and LSU and Michigan State, even the Cleveland Browns back in the mid-'90s. It's always been this Nick Saban defense. It's, it's unique to him. When a defensive coordinator shows up, he's handed the Nick Saban playbook, and that's the defense you coach. Therefore, Saban, since he's been at Alabama, has always hired guys with experience in that defense. The coach with the least experience he's ever hired uh, to run his defense was Pete Golding, who had been in the program for a full year before he was promoted to defensive coordinator. So even he had a year's experience with it. But Kevin Steele is highly experienced running Nick Saban's defense. He's been the defensive coordinator at Alabama before. And when he's gone to other places like Auburn, like LSU for one year, he's run the Nick Saban defense. This is what he does. Uh, They're good friends. Uh, He just is uh, hiring a young offensive coordinator. Feels like he might need some uh, age and wisdom on the other side of the ball. And like I said earlier in describing what I think he wants out of Tommy Reese, it's going to be more important than ever that the defense sort of turn back the page a little bit, get back to maybe some 
pre-2018 Alabama defenses. It's not that Alabama's defense has been bad. The numbers have been fine. But for the better part of a decade, from about 2008 to 2017, Alabama unquestionably was the premier defensive program in college football. I think Alabama would like to return to that. That might mean giving up some of these uh, 45-second possessions on offense that end up in either a touchdown or a three and out, but wears out the defense. Uh, I think a little return, not all the way back to 2009 Alabama, but maybe 2017 Alabama, where there was more defense, more running the ball, and just more physicality. Uh, that's the charge for Tommy Reese on offense, and it would be the charge on defense for Kevin Steele. He is Jimmy Sign, co-host of Locked on Bama, and of course you can read his stuff at Bama Insider. Been doing it for a long time. Jimmy, thanks so much for the time, man. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Chris. All right, that's uh, Jimmy Stein there and uh, does a fantastic job with uh, Luke Robinson over at Locked on Bama. And uh, those guys will be breaking it all down for you over the next couple of weeks as uh, Bama rounds out their coaching staff. I want to thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we're going to go around the conference as a couple of South Carolina players are in hot water in Columbia. We'll get to that in just a second. But first, I want to remind you guys this episode is presented by our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. And if you are a small business owner or a hiring manager, you know success this year all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you got to go check out LinkedIn Jobs. Uh, with LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools that go beyond the resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. It'll identify the most qualified and connect them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs make it easier to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications. LinkedIn Jobs, helping you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Go post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We're along here, locked on SEC. Our thanks again to Jimmy Stein for joining us. And uh, we got a lot to get into. A lot happened on Friday and over the weekend. So let's dive back into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. And we start over at South Carolina as the Gamecocks on Friday suspended three football players, including two of them from their incoming recruiting class. Uh, those players, defensive end Montek Rames and safety Anthony Rose, as well as safety Cameron Upshaw. Rames was a four-star prospect, number five player out of the state of South Carolina. A statement from Shane Beamer said, our student athletes know what is expected of them. They know that both the school and the football program are going to hold them accountable for their actions and decisions. Now, South Carolina didn't say specifically what the suspension was for, but the Post and Courier reporting that Rames was detained for charges of carrying a weapon on school property and obstructing justice. So uh, possession of a gun is what it sounded like, and uh, those guys are suspended. So we'll see what happens with their future 
uh, the coming weeks to months. There was some good news over on the Plains on Friday as Hugh Freeze making a big splash already in his recruiting class for 2024 as quarterback Walker White, blue chip quarterback from the Little Rock, Arkansas area, announced he's committed to Auburn. White already had tons of scholarship offers all throughout the country, and he's a four-star prospect, the number one recruit in the state of Arkansas, number 13 quarterback in the 2024 class, and that now gives Auburn three commitments for next year. Hugh Freeze's staff also got four-star corner Jaden Lewis, and uh, corner Amon Lane had previously committed to the coaching staff, so or to the previous coaching staff. So a uh, big pickup there in Walker White. A lot of puns with uh, winter is coming because you, Hugh Freeze and uh, a lot of Game of Thrones jokes about a white walker, Walker White. You get it. Play on words. Uh, some other recruiting news for Auburn uh, on the basketball side of things. LeBaron Phylon uh, announcing his commitment to Auburn. That came just a few days after Bruce Pearl had landed five-star recruit to Hod Pettiford. So, uh, some big-time pickups there for Bruce Pearl and Auburn, and they're building quite a class once again for next year. Phylon rated four stars and number one player from the state of Alabama. Some interesting news for the future of the SEC. Uh, late last week, news broke that uh, Oklahoma and Texas likely not to get a deal done early. I was hearing, you know, the the news came out that it was going to be 2025 a couple years ago, and it felt like, ah, well, that's forever away. They'll surely make a move sooner. Um, recent months, the talk has been that this thing was going to get done for next year. The TV contracts and all that, the conversations that had to be had, would get this thing figured out, and would get Texas and Oklahoma in in 2024. Now it is sounding like that is not going to happen. We're going to have to wait until the originally scheduled date of 2025. Um, there have been recent optimism that they would come early, but it's looking like the conference will not expand until 2025. Reports from college football insiders indicating the negotiations involve ESPN and Fox, and nobody wants to give up uh, or wants to give in when money's involved and TV ratings and all that. So the Big 12 probably going to have two seasons of 14 teams with BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston still playing with Texas and Oklahoma in the Big 12. Well, news tip, but over Florida, Ventrell Miller uh, played through an injury throughout his final season at Florida. An NFL insider uh, shared some information that uh, Ventrell Miller missed the senior bowl because he had a procedure to deal with the injury. He had a bone graft to repair a Jones fracture. Uh, the reports say he should be good to go for rookie mini camp, but uh, just one of those players to keep an eye on at the next level and Injuries were just a big part of, uh, you know, taking Ventrell Miller off the field. Tremendous player when he's out there, so we'll see what happens with him at the next level. A little uh, Georgia football tidbit, or tied into Georgia. A former assistant for Georgia under Mark Rick. He's now the offense coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, Brian Schottenheimer, named the new OC for the Cowboys. Uh, he coached under, uh, or for under Mark Rick with the Georgia Bulldogs back in 2015. Georgia did go 10-3 and three that year, but the offense was not great. They averaged just 26 points per game that year. That ranked 85th in the country. Remember, they had Grayson Lambert at quarterback, Rice Ramsey. So, uh, yeah, 
Just a little Georgia tidbit there. I don't think anybody in Georgia still claims Brian Schottenheimer as their former coach. But speaking of the Georgia Bulldogs, a little tidbit on Stetson Bennett. Jim Nagy, the executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl, that took place this past weekend. He was on Paul Feinbaum on Friday and was asked about Stetson Bennett's decision not to go to the Senior Bowl. He said, uh, well, look, the only quarterbacks in the last five years since I've been running things that haven't come to the Senior Bowl were Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence. And they were both the presumptive number one overall picks. Nagy said, we called around before we started to reach out to Stetson people, Stetson's people, and he was projected around a sixth or seventh round pick, which is a lot better than where he was going, in, going into this year, where people were saying, oh, he's going to go undrafted. He said he never really gave us a reason why he didn't want to come, but I'm assuming with everything going on after the national championship, the highs and lows, losing a, a teammate, maybe all that played a part in things. But uh, Feinbaum did push back saying, well, Warren McClendon, one of the kids who walked away from that fatal car accident, was at the Senior Bowl while Stetson Bennett was not. So, uh, anyway, we'll see uh, what happens with Stetson Bennett, but obviously making headlines for all the wrong reasons a week ago being arrested for uh, public intoxication up there in Dallas, skipping out on the Senior Bowl. See if that helps or hurts his draft stock moving forward. And there you have it. That is the latest news going on around the conference. When we return, we'll hit on a couple of SEC basketball nuggets. That's coming your way in just a second. But first, this episode is presented to you by our friends over at Built Bar. We've been telling you guys about Built Bar. It is a new year, and if you're looking for a healthy and delicious treat, you got to go check out our friends over at Built Bar. They are healthy and actually actually tasty. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, and they come in some unbelievable flavors like coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, churro, and, of course, the stats on the bars, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein packed in there. Perfect for after a workout or, you know, just a light snack in between meals. You can go to Built Bar, and uh, they will take care of you. Go check them out on their website, Built.com. They're also in stores near you today. Uh, yeah, they're in Walmart. They're in uh, Sam's Club. You can find Built Bars just about anywhere you're looking. And so go check them out. And, again, at their website, Built.com. Built.com. Go try Built Bar today. You will not regret it. Rolling along here, locked on SEC, and I want to hit on a couple of SEC basketball nuggets before we uh, wrap things up. It was an interesting weekend of SEC hoops, a nice win for... Kentucky beating up on Florida, but some other notes. Uh, number two, Tennessee managed to bounce back Saturday with a win over number 25, Auburn. But it was an ugly, ugly low-scoring game at Thompson Bowling Arena. The Vols came away with a 46-43 to win. ESPN putting out there, it was among the lowest-scoring games ever between ranked teams in the shot clock era. The 89 combined points marked the new Lowest scoring ranked contest between SEC teams in the AP poll era. Both teams struggled to shoot from the floor. Auburn shot 23%, while Tennessee shot 27%. Josiah Jordan James led the Vols at 15 points. He was the game's highest leading scorer. And it was a controversial finish. Wendell Green from Auburn missed a three-point attempt in the final seconds. Looked like he was fouled. No foul was called. But, uh, look, you don't get the benefit of the doubt. In this game, when you don't even score 50 points, uh, nobody should be complaining on either side. But uh, 
congrats to the Vols on a much-needed win. And Auburn going through a tough stretch now of a bunch of losses. And schedule does not get any easier for them. Uh, they will get college game day. They are headed, uh, announced they are heading for the February 11th broadcast. They're heading to Auburn as the Tigers prepare to host Alabama in an SEC rivalry showdown. Game day will be on site from 11 a.m. to noon Eastern uh, with Auburn versus Alabama. That'll be a 1 p.m. Central tip on ESPN. And with Auburn getting game day to come to campus, Tigers are just the second team in the country to host game day each of the past three seasons. Duke is the only other school to do that. And as things currently stand, next Saturday's game, likely going to be a top 25 matchup. We'll see what happens with Auburn. If they drop them, likely going to drop them out of the polls coming out today. Uh, But we will see uh, Tigers and Alabama checking in at number four in the latest AP poll. And uh, Auburn facing number... uh, We're going to be facing a tough schedule coming up in the next couple of weeks. And so we'll see... uh, See if Auburn can respond. Maybe get a monster, monster resume win over Alabama. That would certainly help them. Another uh, SEC hoops note, Rajan Rondo. Last weekend made a visit to Rupp Arena. Uh, former Wildcats star has been uh, got a resume out of this world. Two-time NBA champion, four-time NBA All-Star, was an SEC All-Freshman team selection. He's reportedly been in the mix to join the staff under John Calipari, another former player, Tyler Ulis, joined the Kentucky staff to begin his coaching career. Now Cal appears to want to do something similar with Rondo. Kentucky Sports Radio reported that Calipari likes how things have worked out, both sides benefiting tremendously uh, with Tyler Ulis. It's led him to begin working toward adding another uh, student assistant to the mix in Rondo. Rondo currently taking classes at Kentucky and spending more time around the basketball program. So... Uh, Can't hurt to have those kind of guys with that kind of experience on the coaching staff to help out. And there you have it. That is the latest news going on around the conference. We will uh, be back with you tomorrow talking all things SEC. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Go make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked on College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college hoops all in one place. Plus, here from some big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chris Gordon. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Locked on SEC.